and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having an amazing day. Today, I want to talk to you about a fun topic that is actually a new learning thing for me, and I'm really excited to share with you guys here today. I've actually tried to record this episode now. This is my second or third time. A lot of times I don't edit out uh, stuff that happens in episodes um, just because I like to make it feel very real and stuff like that. So if there's like background noise and things like that, you know, sometimes I just let it be in there. Especially if we're traveling like this, then it's kind of like, oh, like you kind of feel the different (laughs) noises and things. But there has been so much background noise the last two times I've tried to record this today that I was like getting I was getting so frustrated with uh, with it. So I had to stop it. I deleted it, and I just had to start over. And actually, funny enough, as I'm starting to record this right now, you might be able to hear it. But there's a car alarm going off, and the car alarm will not stop. And I'm like, it's getting to the point where it's actually like messing up my schedule a little bit. I'm like, oh, I have to get this out, but but like, um, but there's just like always these like noises in the background. So. Anyway, I'm excited to spend some time with you here for a few minutes now. Um, I'm going to go up to the gym in a minute, and or after we're done hanging out right now, I'm going to go up to the gym, and then going to get some productive time in. But uh, speaking of just background noises and things like that, I mentioned this in the last recording that I did, and I ended up deleting that last recording. I thought it was potentially useful for you in some capacity, um, so I wanted to include it right now too, which is uh, essentially just you know Mexico City, and um, you know this is probably the first location that I'm excited about leaving. Um, every other place we've been, there's always been a little bit of sadness, like oh I'm kind of sad that we're but we're leaving somewhere, but this place. Um, Nope, not, 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 not as much. It's it's not a bad place, you know. A lot of people like when we went to, when we said, when we said we were coming here. A lot of people are like, oh, that place is gonna be, you know, they're, they're, like a lot of the uh, a lot of the consensus is like, oh, I can see why you wouldn't like it there. But everyone that says that like they've never been here, they have no idea what they're saying. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Mexico's dangerous and things like that. And you know, no doubt, every location has dangerous parts for sure. Um, and the country itself doesn't have the greatest reputation, but the city is not bad at all. Um, in fact, as long as you stay out of the, you know, bad neighborhoods, which every city has, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be fine. Like I felt pretty good the entire time we've been here. 
and um, we're in like a very nice area and stuff like that. So from that perspective, it's like, okay, you know, people that say that kind of stuff, like they just don't know what they're talking about. Now, of course, if you go into other parts of Mexico, like, you know, I can't speak to that because I've not been to other parts. Um, but I, of course, have heard the same things that you have. Um, but it is cool being in a different culture. It's cool being in a different place. It's very easy to get to. It's a very short flight from pretty much anywhere in the U.S. Central time zone. So, you know, don't really, you know, you have zero jet lag. Um, so, like, those are all really nice things. Um, and I was really glad to get out. We had, we had been in the U.S. for a lot longer than I would have anticipated and, and, and liked. Um, just, you know, just <laughs> things just kept coming up. All good things. Like, all good things just kept coming up. But it basically got to the point where I was like, okay, you know, I want to be gone somewhere and you know, we're in a nice place. We're in Southern California, but I, I want to like go. And so we picked up and left. We knew we needed somewhere kind of easy to get to with a kind of a similar time zone because we knew we had to be back in the States, you know, three or four weeks later for a conference. So uh, we didn't want to like have to deal with like massive jet lag issues. And so we chose here. And, you know, like I said, overall, very cool being in a new place. Um, but bottom line is I'm pumped to go, <laughs> pumped to leave. We're leaving in two days. And, um, so it, it's Monday right now. Uh, so you might be listening to this a day or two later. So you could be listening to this as we're like literally flying back. Um, so who knows, but either way, I am, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to come home after this one. <laughs> anyway, um, wanted to share with you guys about the concept of retirement. And actually I drank a pre-workout probably 15 minutes ago. So it should be kicking in hopefully right near the end of this podcast. That's what I'm hoping for. Hopefully it doesn't kick in during it. Otherwise I'll start going crazy. But I want to talk to you about the concept of retirement because this is something that I've had broken in my head probably forever. And I think it's just now getting to the point where I'm kind of like switching it around. And I want to share it with you because I think it might be helpful for you because it's really helpful for me. And, you know, this is not necessarily, I'm not necessarily talking about the concept or the, the term retirement as we use it in network marketing. I did an episode on that back in February um, about the term retirement, how it's used in this industry and how I, in most cases, don't agree with it. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is like the act of retiring, the act of being out of service, the act of no longer doing anything. And um, fundamentally, I think that that idea is actually not correct and it's broken and let me kind of explain and hopefully this helps you i think it will but if you think about where retirement came from back in essentially the industrial revolution a touch after that is really when retirement came to be when we started all as americans started all having uh, more jobs as we think of them today you know before the industrial revolution you know, jobs like we know them today didn't really happen. You know, they, you know, you worked with your, you worked with your family, you worked with your parents or you worked with a neighboring family that did a trade and you essentially brought your sons and daughters up as apprentices into that trade. That's mostly how commerce worked. And then the industrial revolution happened and there started to be, you know, big factories and uh, big, you know, kind of establishments and things like that. And then we started to get jobs and, you know, started to work and for someone else and things like that. And when that kind of stuff was happening, you know, that's kind of when we started running into like people being very dispassionate about their stuff. And they started to be very focused on like, you know, just how much pay can I get for this job? And then when can I retire? Because you're not doing what you're passionate about. You're not doing, you're not really adding significant value or service in the area that you are passionate in. You know, you clearly want to get out of it, you know, as soon as possible. So when this, you know, quote unquote revolution happened, that's when a lot of pensions started coming out and things like that. And back then, the expected age range was, you know, right around 65, believe it or not. So around 65, you were expected to 
or probably die or within a few years. And at 65 became the retirement age. So when you became 65, you could leave the company and receive a pension and receive income for life. Well, the rest of your life was a few years. So it wasn't a huge burden on the company. It was a very big draw to get more people into the company to work for them. So that's where the idea of retirement came from. Now, if we fast forward to today, you know, number one, we know that pensions, aside from government employees, are a thing of the past, right? And that's a topic for a completely other time, very opinionated about it, but whatever. Aside from government employees, pensions are a thing of the past. So you're not getting a pension. I'm not getting a pension, right? Assuming that you're a private sector employee. Um, the closest thing you probably have been taught is a 401k. Again, opinionated topic for another time. But right now, your life expectancy is between 80 and 85, depending if you're male or female. And a lot of people are actually living past that. So clearly, if you're retiring at 65 and you know your only thing is a 401k, that's a huge problem. I mean, if you crunch the numbers on this stuff, it's extremely frightening. I mean, very few people uh, are have even close to enough saving in a 401k to even have close to enough money to have the same standard of living uh, if they live literally quote unquote retiring at 65. So let's talk really quick about what the idea of retirement actually means. The definition of retirement means to be taken out of service. So when you quote unquote retire, it means that you are no longer valuable or serviceable to the you know environment in which you work. So if you look at when most people die, it's usually within five to 10 years after retirement, unless they have something productive going on in their life because they don't feel service or they don't feel valuable anymore. So the idea of like literally stopping, right? And just sitting around and just like, you know, eating bonbons all day, that in our nature, in our human nature will kill us. That when we don't feel valuable, when we don't feel productive, it will kill us. And so I started thinking about this a lot lately. And not too long ago, maybe two weeks ago, I wrote an email called Choosing Your Pain. And in that email, I talked about how, you know, if you want just straight up nothing but comfort, you know, running a business is not necessarily for you. You know, you, you know, if you really, if you want nothing but comfort, your best bet is honestly just to probably follow the traditional, you know, um, ideology, which is, you know, go to school, get a good job and basically just keep your head down and work until you're, you know, as long as you possibly can dump everything you can into an index fund. And most likely you can live very modestly and you could retire in at 65 or 70 and live off of a small but livable income from an index fund or the dividend payments from an index fund, assuming that the economy doesn't collapse. So if you wanted comfort, you could do that. So if you're chasing comfort through network marketing, I think personally you are, you're, 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 you're chasing something with the opposing force because by nature, when you have a business, you are plunging yourself into a portion of somewhat controlled and uncontrolled chaos, things that you can't control. The opposite of comfort is freedom. And so if you want a lot of freedom, you're going to give up comfort or security in a lot of ways. And so you have to choose your pain. You know, a lot of your pain could be, you know, if you're, if you are, uh, doing that very comfortable route, your pain will be lack of freedom. If you're choosing the freedom-based route, which is what Ashley and I have chosen, you know, we have given up comfort in a lot of ways, um, believe it or not. You know, in some ways we have more comfort, right? But in some ways we have less. And 
that's the trade-off that you're going to make. Now, at some point in the future, you might have such a big team that it's completely passive and you have both freedom and comfort, but you're still, by default, you are asking for a lack of one of the two and something could happen to remove one of the other two. So just realize that you know, you're, you're, choosing a, you're choosing a side, if you will, um, for at least for a long period of time. Now, the reason I bring that up is because a lot of times when I would like think about my motivation network marketing, I would really dive into it, really think about it, and be like, what is my motivation here? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I going through you know, hell, if you will, right now? Why am I leading these people? Why am I trying to figure out these products? Why am I figuring out this marketing? Why am I spending all this money? You know, like, why am I doing this? Why, 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 why? Right? Because truthfully, in some ways, my life was more comfortable when I just had a regular job. So why am I doing it? And a lot of times what I tell myself is I'm doing it so that I can eventually achieve some level of financial security, right? That's basically what I tell myself. I, I didn't always have a number to it, but I would just be like, it would, it would always, almost always wrap around something to do with finances and then, you know, influence to impact people positively and share my faith. But a lot of it was wrapped around finance. And I was like, that's, that's so stupid, like now, eventually, because I, I, I told myself this for years, and I was like, "That's so stupid." If I just wanted financial comfort, I could literally go do the basics, just pour money into an index fund, and you know, there's people that have retired in their mid 30s, just dumping tons of cash into an index fund. I was like, I could do that. So me choosing that, like me saying that I'm trying to go after financial comfort at some level, some you know, who knows, level, I am not on the right path. That's not what I should be chasing. You know, like, and that wasn't a conscious choice. If you told me, if you to ask me consciously, like, what are you chasing? I would have said, I'm chasing impact. Um, I'm, I, I want to make $100 million a year so I can give 90% away. That's what I'm chasing. But deep, 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 deep down, I was chasing this, like, elusive, financial, comfortable place. You know, whatever, whatever I just <clears throat> deemed as financially comfortable. You know, five, six years ago, Zach, if you would have said, hey, Zach, this is where you're going to be financially, you know, this is where you are financially. If you would have, like, told me, like, five years ago, Zach, this is where you are financially right now. I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm extremely comfortable, right? But if I'm, sh- I'm very confident that you know, because because like right now, I feel like we have a ton, like a long way to go. But five years ago, Zach, you'd have told me where we're at now, and you gave that to him then. I'd have been like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I'm super comfortable. But today, I don't feel that way. So what's to say that in five years from now, when we make five more years of hopefully exponential progress, I don't feel the same way then, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool, but I need to get more. You see what I mean? Like, if you don't define what enough is, you're cursed to chase more. So that's a really bad goal. It's a really bad goal to be, quote, unquote, chasing financial comfort. What a better goal is, is to be like, okay, why am I having, why am I going through this pain of building a business? I'm going to choose this pain, and why am I going through it? And I think the real motivation should be something to do with passion, adding value, and what really lights you on fire. And so for me, I had to get into this. I'm like, okay, like if I'm chasing stopping, do you get what I'm saying? If I'm chasing after stopping, so I'm, I'm running really hard so that I can eventually stop, that is intrinsically a bad goal. So I need to chase after something that I want to do, like from what I can tell right now, forever. Now, clearly you can't make a decision based on forever. You don't know where you're going to be in 20 years from now, but what I, what I think about today, what do I think today I want forever? And what I, what I want today, what I think I want today forever is I want to be able to lead people. I want to be able to influence people. And I want to be able to, uh, basically like the, the, my biggest passion points are three, I have three main humongous passion points, uh, from a somewhat professional perspective. I've got one other one outside of that, 
and that is marketing. I really have a passion for marketing. Second, as I have a huge passion for uh, finance, not necessarily like me loving money, that's not what I'm saying, but I have a passion for me having enough to give enough. Whenever I want to give, I can give. And then, of course, we're taken care of. And the second piece of that is teaching other people because there's so many lies in the financial world that the more I learn, the more I'm realizing, and it's just amazing. And so I have a passion for sharing that as we progress as well. And third is a passion for my faith. Those are the biggest things. And like truthfully, I don't see myself ever stopping in any of those areas. I don't see myself, maybe in marketing, it could someday slow down. Um, but like the, the faith thing and the finance thing, like I don't see that. And the all-encompassing version, uh, the all-encompassing umbrella over all that is, lead, is leading, you know, like leading people. And that's a, that's a very lifelong process to learn how to lead well. And um, so like that's like my passion. And, right, and so I'm like, okay. I could do that forever, but if I'm chasing after hopefully stopping that because I'm so financially comfortable, am I, is that really my passion or am I just chasing after laziness? Am I chasing after something that I shouldn't be chasing after based on what I'm doing? And so I recognize like I'm not, I'm not chasing that. I'm, I'm, I'm chasing what I'm passionate about. And in fact, if I really think about it, I'm doing that right now. I don't have to go somewhere else to get what I'm passionate about. You know, I'm passionate about marketing slash like network marketing, right? So like marketing in general and the network marketing industry, passionate about finance, like I've said, and passionate about my faith. And I'm doing those right now. You know, I'm educating myself all the time on finance. You know, I'm probably not teaching a ton of people on finance right now, um, but I'd like to, you know, I'm living the marketing and network marketing thing, and I'm living the faith thing. And again, probably need to step up uh, more the the faith sharing one as well as we settle down into a more uh, central location. I'll probably get a little bit more uh, effective in that area too. But I'm like living these things right now. I'm like, I'm living what I want to be doing. So why am I chasing after something that doesn't maybe even exist in the way that I'm chasing it? Because my mind will constantly move forward. And two, it's a bad goal anyway. So why would I do that? So I bring this all back to tighten the bow and say, retirement in the way that you and I have been taught to think about it is is actually quite stupid. You know, I think now I don't personally want to retire because I never want to. Like I never want to be taken out of service. I never want to be so useless that that I can't do anything, right? Like I always want to be able to lead people and help them live a, a better life in in those three areas, you know? marketing slash network marketing or you could refer to that as business so i want to lead people in business i want to lead people in finance i want to lead people in faith and of course you know we have varying levels of credibility and all you know and as we get older our credibility will hopefully increase so you know our able our ability to lead people in certain areas will increase as well and so like as i get older it's like why would i want to stop any of that why would i want to quote unquote retire like and then when you bring that all back it's you know, I start to think just what I said earlier a minute ago is, well, I'm doing what I love right now. Why am I chasing after something elusive if I'm doing what I want right now? If I'm literally living the passions right now, why am I chasing something? I should be living something. And um, anyway, so hopefully that that helps a little bit. Um, that helped me a lot because it just changed the way I thought about my life and my day to, my day to day life, rather than constantly feeling like I was I was far away from this carrot. Which I, I'll be totally honest with you, I still do. You know, I still fight that 
daily. Um, like there's, I, cause it, you know, we have, as producers, we have these goals, like I'm trying to get here, I'm trying to get here and I'm not there yet. So I feel like I need to get there. So I still do battle that for sure. Um, but hopefully this helps you cause this helped me, you know, focus on, on productive things rather than like where I'm always not, you know, cause no matter where you get, you know, in some, like, again, 10 years ago, you told me where I've been today, or if you did, if you had given 10 years ago, Zach, what he has today, I would have been like, oh my gosh, right? Like, this is so cool. But then you fast forward to today and now I've got that stuff today. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, like I'm chasing for the next thing. It's so funny. Like you, we always just keep moving forward. And I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that if I didn't, if I don't continue to focus on what I'm just telling you, to, I'm focusing on in 10 years from now, you know, if you would have give me, you know, 40 year old Zach stuff today, I'd be like, oh my gosh. But 40 year old Zach having 40 year old Zach stuff, you know, he's going to be like, yeah, 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 that's great, but I need to move forward, right? And so it's just kind of winding back a little bit and being content with what we have and really and really finding what we're passionate about and realizing that retirement retirement wasn't built for you and me. It wasn't built for people that are passionate. It wasn't built for people that are in their own business. It was built for people that were working a job that they hated, that wanted to get out of it as fast as possible and literally sit around and not add value to the world. That's what retirement is built for. It was built literally as a lure to get you into a job, to pull you out of the original work, the original workforce as like an apprenticeship with your family, to pull you into a more tradi- or a more industrial-based workforce, and convince you that it was a good idea. That's what the idea of retirement was about. And um, yeah, so anyway, hopefully this uh, this found you uh, well. Hopefully this added value to you in your world. Um, one of the things I'm going to be doing soon, and uh, do me a favor. Leave a review down below and let me know um, if this is going to be helpful for you, what I'm about to tell you next. And, and leave a review if this has been helpful for you, this particular episode. Leave a review down below, let me know, and leave a rating. Um, but coming up, what I want to do is actually talk about how you should be handling your money, at least my opinion on how you should be handling your money. Of course, don't know everything. Um, as networkers, because what a lot of networkers do, I've seen this through personal friends, and I've seen this through a lot of acquaintances in, in the industry. Most networkers don't know how to handle their money, and you know, it, you know, if you're on the lower levels, you know, probably don't know how to handle it, and if you're at the higher levels, you know, it's even worse because if you don't know how to handle handle a hundred grand a year, if you're making five hundred grand a year, it's you know five times worse. Um, and I've seen this through pretty much, I would say, over ninety-five percent of every networker that I know that makes anything significant. All of ninety-five percent of them don't know how to handle their money at all. And so I've seen lots of uh, personal friends and acquaintances make do really good at some point in their career and literally fall back so far that some of them had to go back and get jobs. Um, some of them had to supplement it with other random things. Some of them left, left the industry altogether. Um, and it's, all be- it's literally all because they didn't know how to handle the money when they were making it. Um, the way I've always viewed it is like if I'm making money, like yes, I will enjoy it, but I am not going to be the person that makes millions and then loses it. And then, you know, in 20 years, in 10 years from now, you know, I'm, I'm like, well, at one point I had millions, but now I've got, you know, barely anything because I didn't know how to handle myself. And so if you think that would be valuable for you, do me a favor, leave a rating down below and then leave a review and let me know if that would be helpful. Say, yes, that would be amazing. Talk about that. And let me know specifically what you want to talk about. Uh, this is, again, not a subject that I am a omega level expert on i hope to be one day but i think we have a fair amount of uh helpful useful knowledge that we can share with you because we've weathered um we've weathered some weathered some storms that 
uh, have we've been able to do because we've handled the money differently than other people, and we're continuing to make changes in and hopefully a positive direction based on the things that we learn and apply. So, anyway, um, if you're enjoying this, like I said, leave a rating review. Let me know what you want to learn, and let me know what you learned from this episode. And um, I think we're all good. So, thanks for hanging out. Hope you have an amazing day. I think my pre-workout hopefully is kicking in by now, and uh, I'm gonna go hit the gym. Talk to y'all soon. Thank <laughs> you.